Support for NPR podcasts comes from AT&T, the passion to invent, the drive to deliver. The new AT&T, your world delivered. The following is an installment of Benjamin Walker's Theory of Everything. For more information, an audio archive, and a blog, visit toeradio.org. The last time I went out was last spring. I went to this party in Jamaica Plain, and I was talking to this girl, this really pretty girl. We had a lot in common. We were both laughing. We are having a great time. But when I told her that I lived in a three-family in Cambridgeport that I own, her face like just, just instantly soured. I'm totally serious. She was like, you mean you're a landlord? I said, yes. I rent out the other two units in my building. You mean you exploit people? I kid you not. That's what she said. You exploit people so you don't have to work, she says. I didn't say anything. I couldn't say anything. I was totally shocked. Really, I was shocked. I had come to this party with this guy, Kevin, known him for a few months. I met him one night in the Middle East. I look over at him, and I kid you not, he's like to this other girl. I had no idea. I didn't know he was a landlord. I just grabbed my coat and walked out. All right. Long story short, how I became a landlord. My dad died when I was just 21, and that's how I had the money to buy a three-family in Cambridgeport. There was a couple, the Kellys, who lived on the second floor. I moved into the first floor and immediately started doing renovations on the third floor. I ended up renting to this guy, this guy from Columbia. He said he worked for MIT, right? I was totally and completely on my own here and altogether naive. I didn't ask this guy for any references. I didn't even have him pay a security deposit. He just moved in. I did have him sign a lease, but it was just a form I got out of this book in the library. I wasn't even sure if it was legal. So this guy moves in, and on the first, he calls me, and he says, the refrigerator doesn't work. Now, this was a brand new refrigerator, so I thought it was, you know, kind of weird. So I go up and check it out, and it's on. It's working. The guy doesn't say anything except to repeat that it wasn't working when he called me. Then I noticed that there were all these garbage bags everywhere. And I'm telling you, even then I didn't think anything was out of the ordinary, you know, so he wanted to move his stuff in garbage bags. There's nothing weird about that, right? I mean, there's no law that says you have to use boxes. So day two, he still hasn't paid the rent. Then about 8 o'clock, I get this call from the guy to tell me that there was a gas leak in the basement. I called the gas company and... They had already come by to shut the gas off. This guy had called the gas company before he even called me. I go downstairs, and it was like someone had taken a hammer to this pipe next to the clothes dryer. And I still didn't get it. I mean, the only thing that was going through my head was like, you know, what island Home Depot do I need to go down? So the next morning, I go to Home Depot, and I get the stuff I need. And when I come back, this guy's in the basement with a city housing inspector. I'm being cited for code violations. So I'm like, well, if you come back in an hour, I should have this fixed. And the inspector turns to me and he says, well, we don't take reinspection requests from owners, just tenants. It takes me like a half hour to fix the pipe. I go upstairs and there's this code violation taped to my door. 
go upstairs. I knock on the guy's door. He doesn't answer. What do you want? He says through the door. You haven't paid the rent. You know, I said, it's the third. I'm not paying money to endanger my health, he says. Now, you have to understand, this guy is living in a brand new apartment, all new appliances, new kitchen floor. But I'm just not ready for this. You know, this guy's a professional. He's steamrolling me. I fix the gas leak, I tell him. Well, until I see proof of reinspection, I'm not paying rent. I go back down to my apartment. I should have called a lawyer right then. I had a lawyer, for Christ's sakes. I mean, you know, from when my father died. But I didn't call anyone. I just waited for the goddamn inspector to show up. Three weeks later, three weeks later, he shows up on the 25th. The guy got a whole month's rent free. And this is totally legal, by the way. So when the first rolls around again, I'm kind of nervous. You see, I never saw this guy. He never left the apartment. Or if he did, it was in the dead of night. There's no way he had a job. MIT. So finally, about 8 o'clock on the 1st, the guy calls me to tell me the light in the hallway isn't working. I run up the stairs. He had gutted all the wiring. He had somehow removed the light fixture and ripped out all the wiring. I totally lost it. I started pounding on his door, and I told him he was evicted. He told me that he was going to call the police if I didn't stop banging on his door. I went back downstairs, crawled into bed. I was shaking so hard, Benjamin, the bed, like, moved 10 inches away from the wall. The next morning, there was a code violation notice taped to my door. I rewired the lamp, called the city inspection authority. Again, I was told that reinspection requests are only granted to tenants. Finally, I called my lawyer, but it was too late. The cockroaches had already started breeding. My tenant did not work at MIT, but he still fancied himself a scientist. He studied the cockroach. I still have some of his papers. He was convinced that humans and cockroaches were fraternally related. He was convinced that cockroaches were intelligent, sentient beings. And he was breeding them in his apartment. It was the fifth, still no reinspection from the city and still no rent. And I'm like scared to leave the place on account of, I don't know what this guy is going to vandalize next. So then there's a knock on the door and it's Louise, the woman from the second floor. Her face is totally ashen. She beckons me to follow her upstairs. We go upstairs and in the kitchen, there is an army of cockroaches coming from this hole in the ceiling. There's two columns. One goes to the cabinets over the sink. One's going back to the ceiling. The cabinet doors open and there's a horde of cockroaches swarming all over the boxes of food. I run up the stairs and start pounding on the guy's door. What do you want? He says. I need to get into the apartment. There's a serious situation. You have no right to come in. There are cockroaches pouring into the second floor apartment. I'm shouting now. So, my friends are hungry. You can't deny my friends their right to eat. At this point, I finally realized that I was in serious trouble. 
I went downstairs and tried to explain to Mrs. Kelly what was going on. But all she wanted to know was when the bugs would be gone. And these cockroaches were big. You have no idea how big these bugs were. The next day, I called an exterminator. About 2 o'clock, the van shows up. It's one of those Orkin vans, you know, the big Orkin can on the side. So I get up to answer the door, and the phone rings. And it's the guy. He's very upset. If you let that exterminator upstairs, he says, I will burn this place down. That's all he says. And then he hangs up the phone. So I don't let the Orkin guy in. I mean, it's not like I thought this guy was bluffing. I was scared. I didn't doubt for an instant that they had a couple of gallons of gasoline up there. Next day, I served him an eviction notice and had my lawyer start the eviction proceedings. Two months later, $3,000 later, I got my hearing before the rent board. And that's not counting the rent I was losing. I had no rental income now. The Kellys moved out. The bugs were just too much for them. I come with my lawyer. He wants to do the talking. I have no objection to this. I am totally in over my head, and I know it. My lawyer presents the code violations and the allegations of vandalism. He explains how this man has not paid one cent in rent, and that he's breeding cockroaches. And all I wanted was to get this guy evicted. I wasn't even seeking damages. I just wanted him out. So then the guy gets up to speak. He looks like he hasn't showered in over a year, and I swear there are like cockroaches crawling around on his neck. They're darting in and out of his shirt. He tells the rent board that I'm a slumlord who has no concern for the safety or well-being of others. He tells the rent board that I continually harass him and that I make it next to impossible for him to get his work done. My lawyer then stands up and asks him if he wouldn't mind telling the board what exactly is the nature of his work. And then this 300-pound woman with warts all over her face stands up and tells my lawyer to shut up and let the tenant speak. And she was the head of the rent board. I was denied my eviction. God, I still can't talk about this. It was almost 10 years ago, but still. It, now, now I have two great tenants. One is a real scientist from MIT, a chemist. And this consultant couple lives on the second floor. They both pay their rent on time. They know they have it good. I'm, I'm not their enemy. If they ever need anything fixed, they know I'll get right on it. But what happened to the guy? Oh, Benjamin, I, I had to go before that rent board two more times before I finally got my eviction granted. It was months before the place was habitable. It wiped me out. I was penniless when it was all said and done. But what happened to the guy? He left. He took his garbage bags filled with cockroaches and he left. I'd see him around every now and then walking down Mass Ave with a shopping cart, but it's been a few years. You've been listening to Benjamin Walker's Theory of Everything. For more information, an audio archive, and a blog, visit toeradio.org. Alt, alt, alt. Alt, 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 NPR.